0: Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. None other than Senator Nina Turner, who is also rebel HQ superstar extraordinaire. All right, first story of the day. Senator Diane Feinstein has passed away California, 90 years of age. Here's a review.
1: Dianne Feinstein, a leading woman senator for generations, whose political career in California was launched by tragedy. November 1978, San Francisco Mayor George Moscone and Board of Supervisors member Harvey Milk were assassinated in City Hall. Then Board of Supervisors President Dianne Feinstein tried desperately to save Milk's life. Both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed. The event cementing her passion for gun reform. She was elected mayor and became a national figure on Democratic nominee Walter Mondale's shortlist for running mate before he chose Geraldine Ferraro. I've had an opportunity now to be the the first woman and the first mayor to be asked to go through an interview process. And I view that as a major opening of the door and something that's very important to do. It was the Clarence Thomas hearings no. before an all male Senate Judiciary Committee in 1991 that got Feinstein to the Senate, as she recalled in 2018. And what did I see but an all male Senate Judiciary Committee grilling Anita Hill. And it was not nice. And it was not what one would like to see. And that was my incentive to run in 1992. After her decisive Senate win, then-Senator Joe Biden made her the first woman on the Judiciary Committee. In Congress, she quickly made an impact, leading the charge for an assault weapons ban in 1994. As Senate Intelligence Chair, she took on the CIA's waterboarding of prisoners, holding hearings into the Bush administration's harsh interrogation techniques. But in later years, colleagues faltered her performance during Supreme Court confirmations, praising Republican Lindsey Graham for getting Trump nominee Amy Coney Barrett confirmed just weeks before the 2020 election. This has been one of the best set of hearings that I've participated in. But through political and personal trials, Dianne Feinstein's legacy as a trailblazer endures.
0: All right, let's put up the picture full mass. A lot of background, obviously, and a lot of political foreground. U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein of California passed away at the age of 90. She died Thursday night at her home in Washington, D.C., Her office said on Friday, she struggled with multiple health issues this year, leading to an extended absence from the US Senate. Uh, She confirmed that she would not run for re-election, telling CNN, the time has come. Opening the Senate floor, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced that earlier this morning, quote, we lost a giant in the Senate. Dan Feinstein was one of the most amazing people who ever graced the Senate, whoever graced the country. Schumer said, his voice cracking, as the nation mourns this tremendous loss. We know how many lives she impacted and how many glass ceilings she shattered along the way. President Joe Biden, who served with Feinstein for years in the Senate, called her a pioneering American, a true trailblazer, and a cherished friend. California Governor. Gavin Newsom will now appoint a replacement. He has echoed the sentiment that it will be a temporary hire. And there is sure to be a spirited battle to succeed. her. politics already at play. Many are pontificating as to what will happen next. I want to take an opportunity just to provide um, some nuance to this. Uh, Obviously, I've disagreed with uh, the senator in some of her public proclamations and policy dynamics, I would have considered her a moderate at best in the Democratic arena. But with that being said, she also did make a way. She created avenues. You cannot take those things away nor dismiss them. Because I am a man of faith, I reserve the politics for a more appropriate conversation and time today. We will honor the trailblazing accomplishments as they are. Senator Turner, your thoughts.
2: Well, amen to everything that you said, doc. She was a trailblazer. She has a storied career. It's a long career. So, uh, moments, you know, one or two moments in that career over the course of it do not account for the entire career. I'm most impressed with the fact that she spoke out during that Anita Hill. You know, hearing in, in the way that she did laying out a not so long ago time in the Senate. Yep. You know, that's not ancient history. I mean, hell, our country is not even 250 years old yet. Sometimes people think back then is a long time ago and it's really a not. And she should be lifted and honored and doc again, because there are going to be a whole bunch of folks acting foolish. Tricks are for kids. Yep. This is, as you said, not the time to evaluate whether or not you agree with her politically or not this is a time uh, to cel- to uh, you know celebrate her legacy but to lift up her legacy is probably a better way to phrase it yeah. and to offer condolences to her family and to her friends
0: i concur well said all right we have an update to a story we brought you about a gymnast who did not receive an honor Only black gymnasts on the floor. Uh, They said it was a mistake. They corrected it later. Parents are now speaking out. Here it is.
2: It is painful to actually state and know the obvious. My daughter was the only black child in that competition. She stood out well. There was no excuse for what happened. She felt very upset about what
3: happened. It's more like they almost blamed her for being black.
4: I was very uncomfortable. I actually yelled from far.
3: When I got back home, you know, we saw the video and all of that, it was like, did it really happen? I couldn't really believe that did happen.
4: For a period with time, to forget about it. Painful to see that you have to like beg for an apology later.
3: They only sent us an apology because the world wanted
2: them to because we cried for so long. We kind of told her, regardless
5: of your skin color, people shouldn't treat you differently.
0: Isn't that sad? They only apologized when the world was exposed to their. Extreme action against this little girl. Love, however, prevails. Many reached out, including Simone Biles. Here's the reaction of the parents after they heard of this love.
3: As soon as we heard
2: the whole house was screaming, screaming with joy, with happiness, with sense of relief that such um, an iconic figure would actually be so empathetic and reach out to us.
0: You see, that's a beautiful thing. Let's put it up full mass. You know, this world, is a very beautiful place. It can have ugly spots, however, but sometimes those ugly spots will bring the beautiful out. And because of this extreme action, this ugliness that was done to this young child, the love showed up. So, according to Biles, the post on Twitter, she has sent a personal video to the young lady. She says, and I quote, when this video was circulating, her parents reached out, I broke. It broke my heart to see if I send her a little video. There is no room for racism in any sport at all. Um, Let's put that moment on screen. The mother said in the prior interview with the Irish Independent, quote, we are often the only black family at gymnastics events. And this has been very hurtful for us. I wonder, I speculate, was this an act of aggression in order to say you are not welcomed here? Was this an act of aggression to say you do not belong here? Because in context, now that we know that the family cried for an apology, wanted an apology and never got an apology until the world judged them. I now question the entire motive of that moment. Some gave the benefit of the doubt when the company came out and said it was simply a mistake. It was an accident, we corrected it later. But now the parents have placed on record, you could have corrected it then, when we came to you and said this was offensive. All right, Senator Thoughts here.
2: Like when I first saw this video, it really cut me deep. I didn't want to believe yep. it. I, I did right. not want to believe my lion eyes. And sometimes we see things on video and people of our stature in particular, you know, I try not to jump immediately, but you know, I kept watching the video over and over and I, I kept saying, somebody going to tell me there was some context to this. This can't be right. And then I definitely saw myself in, in this little girl. There's colorism at play. She's a darker-skinned little girl, you know, for me being once a darker-skinned little girl right now a dark-skinned black woman, there's an extra to colorism. We talk a lot about racism. This was pure anti-blackness. And as you laid out, doc, it was totally an act of aggression as far as I am concerned. She is black from a distance as her I think her mother said, you know, she's the only black little girl. You you you, you know she there. Right. And to see her kind of look around, I mean you saw the baby look around. As if to say, you know, what about me? I believe that woman did that on purpose. This is not the first time the black children have had to go through this, whether we go all the way back in time or whether right now recent time, 21st century, we're talking about this still happening to black children. And I need our viewers to understand because sometimes people don't get this, even black people don't get this. We have been socialized, the Eurocentric worldview. Is a powerful drug. And in that worldview, it places your proximity to whiteness in every aspect mm-hmm. of your life. And beauty is one of those, Doc. And the reason why this hits me so hard is because even for me, being as grown as I am, I still go back to 12-year-old Nina or 10-year-old Nina or even five-year-old Nina. And I can feel that little girl's pain because it's anti-blackness and it is colorism too. It is all of those things. And so my heart just goes out to the parents. Uh, I wish they could sue their behinds because that apology is not enough for how this little girl is gonna have to carry this burden for the rest of her life. Uh, She has strong parents by her side. I'm sure she has a strong community to lift her up, but make no mistake about it. There are many little girls all over the world who are black, who are darker skinned, who go through this and big ups to Simone Biles. Yes.
0: And I concur with everything you said, and I remind everyone. The greatest disinfectant to extreme action like this is transparency. And because transparency was at play. We now have at least an element of justice to talk about. All right, Florida. A black teen photoshopped inside of an image holding cotton. Okay, let's put a picture up. Her name is Grace Clay. She's 16 years of age. She goes to Babcock Ranch High School. She alleges she endured bigoted attacks from her peers at school. When I get into this, it's going to make your blood boil, including photoshopping her face on a picture of a person holding cotton. And the administration failed to do anything about it. Now her family is seeking help from the local NAACP and the US Department of Justice. I'm going to give you the background. It is significant. Grace Clay said she experienced bullying and mistreatment. While playing on the volleyball team, WFTX TV reported. Clay noted that she was referred to as a cotton picker, as well as other derogatory terms. Get the black one, a student could be heard saying in a video obtained by the outlet. Guys, she didn't pick her cotton this morning, another said. Clay told WFX TV that she sat on the corner. While she was struck with pillows during the incident, at an away game, I put my hands up, and I just sat there and I and took it. When a family contacted the principal, they received a response that determined the video was not racially discriminatory, according to the report. The girls in the video were allegedly told only told to sit out for one game and another incident on her birthday. The teen said a meme of her face edited on an enslaved person, was circulated by students on social media, the outlet reported. Her family reached out to the NAACP. The Lee County chapter said that it had received complaints of harassment from multiple students who have had similar experiences as Clay. That came from WBBH-TV. One said they were referred to as a monkey, while another was met with Homophobic comments. In addition, a photo posted on social media showed a student writing the N-word on the board while playing hangman, per the report. There's more. Parents should be outraged about what is taking place at the high school. Lee County NAACP President James Mowakil told the outlet. The school issued a statement condemning the video Clay was in and added, that it was working with the NAACP to address their concerns. According to the report, Clay's family will file a complaint with the DOJ to look into the culture of the school. This is happening more and more all over the United States of America. It is not the first time. Obviously, it won't be the last, but it definitely has increased. I want to remind everyone that it took the federal government to directly get involved in the 60s and the 70s to make sure that integration could become a reality in this social construct we call America. They had to forcibly get involved. Now we have the permeation of policy, the direct connection between political leader and children in school systems. How does that work? Well, the same way it works when, let's say, People blame rappers for the actions of children. When a child sits at a dinner table and the parents are talking about the racist policies of the Satan and providing, well, nuance and support for those racist policies, saying things like, well, you know, black people are lucky to be here. They could still be in Africa. All that said, quite often at those dinner tables. And then that sentiment permeates directly to the personality and the mimic personality of the child. And they play out their atmosphere in that school system. Then the school system provides protection for it by not treating it as bullying. You know, there was an anti-bullying campaign. But for some reason, racism really was not at the forefront of that. But racism inside of school context is bullying too. That wasn't the emphasis. All right, Uh, Senator Turner, uh, we're highlighting this because it's part of a deeper paradigm that's happening all over the country. It's more and more now, even with mandates to report these things, you have school systems and officials willing to simply cover them up
2: yeah I mean just this story is just as chilling as the first one
5: yeah
2: Black children should not have to endure this, and this is this is endurance. I mean, they're enduring you know call her a cotton picker. you know what her her ancestors probably did pick the cotton Let, Let's just go and get that straight. A cottonist king was king in this mm-hmm. country Cash king. and yep. and and black people did pick cotton by force because they were enslaved, so that part. You know, and part of what made this nation a hegemonic nation in the first place was the forced labor, the enslavement of black people. So let me put that in the parking lot, Doc. Maybe I shouldn't put it in the parking lot. But here's the point. The the remedy is not strong enough. You know, and it makes me think about the Black Lives Matter movement in a very, very holistic way. This is a part of it. Black Lives Matter too. T O O. Does this young girl's Black life life matter? Does she have to put up with this and be harassed and humiliated and very much treated as uh, you know they dehumanized her by doing that? And the punishment is nowhere near what it should be. And the Department of Justice. So I'm glad the family did go. To the NAACP, but the Department of Justice should be all up in that piece. And some heads roll, people should be fired and a lawsuit should ensue.
0: That's right, and if there's um, some level of abuse that has been ignored by those in um, authority, they should be charged with crimes because that's what happens when you allow minors to be harmed and you have a duty to protect, all right, let's not forget they do have a duty to protect.
2: Okay. And Doc, one other yep. point, I just one quick point I want to make. We are so quick to say, oh, we're going to weed out this anti blackness and this racism. New generations are going to do it differently. But as we can see from this story, these were young children perpetrating yep. this on another child. It, it, it chills me in that way too that we may not weed this out and it, it's going to continue to mutate, if you will, across generations. This wasn't older people doing this. See, that's the point right there. The whole reason why they passed policies
0: against Black Lives Matter and against critical race theory, which wasn't even taught in K through 12 education. It was passed to stop teachers from being able to teach the true history of America. The reason they passed those laws is because they saw that the future problem solvers of America were figuring out the problem. And they needed to manipulate the curriculum in order for them to not believe there's a problem. So there's nothing for them to solve in the future. And you see this as a permeation of policy. All right, we'll update you. We got more on the other side. It's
4: indisputable, stick and stay.
0: All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Before I do, let me remind everyone, justice is coming. It is out now ready for you, all right? So Jake's new book Justice is Coming is now available wherever books and audiobooks are sold. Make sure to grab your copy today at a local bookstore or at tyt.com slash justice. Remarkable book as my endorsement for sure. Um, and also justice is coming, um, we have a book reading, all right, that's coming. Uh, That is now available wherever books and audio books are sold. Now that many of you have a copy, you can join in for another book reading. Q&A Monday, October 2nd. October 2nd. October 2nd. Watch at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on tyt.com slash live. YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Part of the special will be for members only, so you got to sign up at TYT.com slash join for that part of it. All right. A lot of comments here. Uh, I think this is Tanaj714. Dr. R., your compassion is noteworthy, but more, a welcome comfort. I don't care to hear judgments regardless of one's politics. Love covers a multitude of sins. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, I, like I said, I, no, I should receive no points for being human. All right. But I appreciate your sentiment. Okay. Um <laughs> I am Socks. says, Dr. Rachel, what cabinet position are you taking in Jenks presidential administration? Um, I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be part of the shadow government. All right. <laughs> what position are you gonna take, Senator Turner?
2: <laughs> they don't want none of this. <laughs> right. They don't want it. Name
0: right, ready. I, I need operators. I'm gonna
2: be with you in the shadow government. In the shadow government. There you go. All
0: right. We, we finalized that question. <laughs> All right, uh, David Morris. Hey chat, uh, these actions can negatively affect the rep of a whole country. A shame since some Irish people are great allies to black people. That is completely true. That is completely true. Um, thank you for that insight and comment. Uh, the G Glover says uh, she just didn't want the next uh, Simone Biles to come out of Ireland. Hello, mm. hello. Cigar head, I hate it when that's all you can do is take it and hope you live through it. That 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 hit me too when she said all I could do was just uh, sit there and take it, right? All right, yeah.
2: The Jack, I cried. I cried. Yeah, that
0: that really that struck me. Yep. The Jack, thank you so much for that. I give the one indisputable our membership. James Thompson member for fourteen months. Uh, mother found out. Um, about AWL at nine three she has to endure to get transfusions if she has strength enough here's p s fanex AF Merck a I metch I think uh, and the Jack again thank you again, thank you. And that is interesting it's Jess Vegas. I was just talking with my mother about her last night, talking about Dan Feinstein, saying she should be out of office and living in comfort. Until she passes, then that happened. Uh, and then flutter by underscore dragon. Problem is with school and parents, with someone's child, when someone's child does these things, the child and their parents should be punished. You know, it is interesting that you have jurisdictions which have things called, called truancy laws. Uh, and also curfew is sometimes involved in those uh, particular laws. And parents can be penalized. For their children violating those particular policies in the local jurisdiction. But it has never extended to the point of racism and bullying, it never has. And Senator Turner, since you have been in the arena of passing laws and you are a policy expert, don't you find it ironic that we've never really made the connection statutorily or policy wise, but we have penalized parents for children being out too late.
2: Yeah, I do. And and this is something to think about. And I know there'll be others say, oh, that's not fair. You want to penalize the parent. Well, children that come to school, not every child bullies other children. Right. So you how are you gonna have this conversation without having it with the parent? Right. The parent and the school has a responsibility to each and every child, as you said, doc, to keep the child, children safe. And then a parent has a responsibility to raise their children up in a certain way and also to monitor because there's so many messages coming through. Get that. Yep. And parents might not catch every single message, but you better be daggone sure that as a parent, you, go, you will know at some point if your child is going too far. And that's one being a bully and then being a bigot. I mean, that's think right. about that. Bigoted children? Yeah. Come on. Or maybe hell, they're getting it from the household for all we right. know. Right, there you go. All
0: right. Got something for you? Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would.
6: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a yeah, Sunday?
3: You're, you're I feel right not feeling
6: Back off! I'm going to there's an African American man threatening my life. I'm too
5: late to yell at me because my refuse me service after 20 minutes of confidence if you can't figure out where an address is in Brooklyn. And your first, you refuse me service because you're just stupid. You are so
1: stupid! I am hey,
5: hey, hey, trying to do my mother a favor! A bitch! How dare you!
3: I'm trying to do my mother a favor, and you're too stupid to figure it out in New me. York! I cannot believe you have a job here!
0: That's postal Karen. Uh, let's put it up full mass. Now, this was um, interesting. So, Karen goes postal at a post office in Canada. Uh, the woman whose identity has not been confirmed lashed out at an employee for supposedly not being able to mail a package to Brooklyn. All right. Now, in Canada, that's a big deal. Okay. Since she screamed that she was trying to do her mom a favor by mailing it. But she won't be able to do her mom any favors if she's in jail, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the thing. um, I'm just going out on a limb here. I don't know all of the personal dynamics involved. But I'm putting Karen back up full mask. I'm going to say, um, Canada Karen, I think your mother puts too much pressure on you. Uh, For you to have this kind of breakdown because your mother is probably not going to be happy. By the fact you couldn't get this damn package to Brooklyn, I think you have been living under a pressure that should not be yours. Um, I highly encourage you to try to get up from under there as soon as possible. All right, Senator, that's just me, my opinion.
2: Back, I can't. <laughs> I just can't. You, I got two words for this chick: seek help. Yeah. Right? I mean, seriously. And I, I'm. I'm I would like to think that her mama would not be, or her mother rather because mama yeah. is reserved for, I, I would yeah. like to think that her mother would be highly disappointed in her damn behavior.
0: That, right, she still didn't get the package sent to Brooklyn. The You're absolutely correct. God, <laughs> All, <laughs> all right. right. The violence, all the violence. He committed like multiple, it, in America those would have been felonies. all right? Because oh, it's a federal absolutely. office. Yeah, so I don't know how they do it in Canada.
2: Put a, put a wanted poster up with her damn picture on it. You cannot step foot in a post office ever. Ever again. <laughs> All right, um, got something for you. Double dose.
6: You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday. You're, you're I feel fresh, back off. I'm gonna tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Look at this. Hey,
4: Jerkball. what's up? You-
5: <laughs> Excuse
0: me. Wow. Put him a full mask. This was an ironic road rage exchange. Now, you did not hear it because we had to bleep it out due to particular rules of communications. But the male Karen in this situation was so upset, was so mad that he threatened to forcibly have sex with the person he's upset at. It it was insane. And his uh, girlfriend or ride passenger, I don't know who it is. The young lady uh, seemed to agree with it. Um, This is likely a um, couple in charonicity. Okay. Senator, the man then proceeds to get out of his car, Senator, and try to open the vehicle of the individual recording according to the narrative. These things can get a person armed. If everybody stays in the car and just talks trash, no harm, no foul. you move on, and maybe, you know your blood pressure went up a little bit.
2: But to get out of your car, approach a
0: vehicle violently, come on now.
2: All right. Thoughts? Yeah, and if if something had a popped off, he'd be the first one crying. You know, victimhood yeah. here. Need a little impulse control, doc. I mean, seriously, what is wrong with you? Maybe ke- take the bus next time. Take a train. Uh, take a plane. Take something. But 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 calm your nerves. And and you don't have a right to approach somebody else's vehicle like that in that manner. And as you said, threaten you know sexual yeah. violence upon that exactly. person either. I mean, yeah, impulse control. Doc, don't have it.
0: Yeah. There you go,
2: all right. We got more
0: on the other side It's Indisputable Sticker stay. All right, welcome back. Still a lot of show left. I'm gonna read some of these amazing comments. Just a reminder, every Sunday, every Sunday you can tune in to Sirius XM Urban View channel 126. For the Dr. Rashad Richard review, I bring you what you need to know that's coming up, things that you may have missed during the week, all right? So make sure you tune in every Sunday, Serious XM. All right, we got a lot of comments. I will get through as many as I can. Uh, Craig Cray Souffle says, definitely a return to sender, Karen. I like that. All right. We have to file these things, all right? We need categories. Uh, okay, Postal Care, Mike, Mike Nice, did her mom tell her to act a fool? Of course not, how would the package be sent then, right? Okay, snack underscore Panther. I wish you Karen would put raisins in the potato salad. <laughs> Stone fly dragon. Then a mother would have to mail it for her. Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, Robin's Egg, if you don't want to be indisputable famous, don't be a carrot. That's really, that's a t shirt. That is a t shirt. Thank you for putting that in the universe. All right. That's beautiful. Well said. Salty slave. Uh, weed saves lives.
2: <laughs> I know that. that's
0: right. <laughs> I was break, thinking
2: break get, yeah. I was like, people need to do some more puff puff pass and so, some right. edibles. Right. Let's just some gummies, chill man. out. Chill out.
0: All right. Uh, La Brio. uh She was. She was laughing at a small package. He had he had to prove his manhood. That's fun. The Jack two uh, I'm sorry. No winter green at the liquor store. Ah, okay. No winter green at the liquor store. Got it. All right. And Twitch. This is NPM. PM. I can't imagine someone with those levels of anger control issue is having the healthiest relationship. Yeah. Fidel Castor Oil, Uh, Indisputable has the best music. And this Karen looks like the Mark Ruffalo you, uh, you have at home. Okay, the IT Dragon, you are too kind with the Friday double dose, thank you. Yes, it was a kind gesture. You can thank production as well. All right. We got sad news, put her up full mass. Young teenage black child, a young girl. Stabbed to death after a friend allegedly refused flowers from ex-boyfriend. Elian Adam was brutally murdered as she was making her way to school in South London, England. 15-year-old Adam and her friend were headed to school in South London. They were waiting at the bus during the morning rush hour. As they were minding their business, a 17-year-old who was allegedly the ex-boyfriend of Adam's friend approached her holding flowers. And the love note. When a friend declined the gesture, witnesses claim that the young lady pictured stepped in to protect her friend from the aggression. This is when the boy, the teenager, male, started to chase both of them with a black knife that was over a foot long before brutally stabbing the 15-year-old girl multiple times in the neck and in the chest. She was pronounced dead shortly later by authorities. Later that same morning, the 17-year-old child in question was arrested and remains in custody. Uh, The spokesperson for the family said, and I quote, our hearts are broken by the senseless death of our daughter. She was the light of our lives. She was bright and funny with many friends who all adored her, she was only 15, had a whole life ahead of her. With hopes and dreams for the future, all those dreams have now been shattered, our lives falling apart, along with that of our wider family. We ask the media to please respect our privacy as we try to grieve the short life of our beautiful child. You know, this, um this is even more, um, this has even more of an impact to the emotion because she was literally trying to save somebody else. And in her, in her saving somebody else, she ends up facing the ultimate destiny of death. Um, She did not measure her actions, it was instinctive. It was a response out of love, love for her friend. And you you have to now question, well, why did the 17-year-old male come there with flowers, love note, and a knife? And a knife. It, it is almost conclusive to at least say it was in his mind to do exactly what he did. While she may not have been the intended target in the development of this crime, she became the in fact target. So very sad, our hearts and prayers with the family we will definitely respect their wishes. Senator, thoughts here?
2: Yeah, definitely condolences to the family. This is harrowing, and not only do you have a 15 year old girl dead, uh, her friend will forever be traumatized, you know, for the rest of her life. And then you got a 17 year old, as you laid out the, the the flowers, the note, and the knife. You know, already at that age, exhibiting that type of aggression and violence. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I, look, I just wish they would just yell at one another. Right. But to take it to a whole nother level to, with violence and, and a violence that ended up in, in a young lady losing her life. I mean, uh, a lot of speculation here is even making me think if he's comporting himself like that at 17 without some intervention and some help, he would have been a grown A man comporting himself the same way because he himself is still a child too. Right. And we know about brain development and what the science says. And I'm talking to you know one of the greatest doctors and scientists in the world. But doc, you know what the science says about development of the brain and not until you're 25, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't excuse what he did. I'm not making any excuses. What I am saying is that this is deep. And oh, at yeah. 17, having that level of aggression is very telling.
0: Extremely, um, and,
2: and I wanna highlight some stats in
0: America. Let's put up the graphic because we have our issues here as well. In the United States, law enforcement is actually less likely to know black women and girls' relationship uh, with their killers. Five black women and girls were killed each day in 2020, most of them with guns. gun. As homicides increased nearly 30% nationwide that year, the rate for black women and girls rose by 33%. There were 1,821 black women and girls killed in 2020. In a handful of states, including Kentucky and Ohio, as well as DC, the number of killings doubled or even tripled. Killings of black women and girls increased across age groups from school aged children to senior citizens. Gun violence drove the increase. With three quarters of homicide victims who were black women and girls dying from gunshot wounds. So when people talk about why do you care so much about gun reform? Well, this is part of it, it's called cause and effect, cause and effect, all right? All right, hell of a thing. Um, two million dollars. Man is getting two million dollars. He was shot by the cops. He had no gun. He was simply carrying his cell phone. All right, let's um, let's go to the uh, graphic. Unarmed black man shot by Los Angeles cops, wild wild west style. After they mistook his cell phone for a gun, awarded over two million in damages. I'm going to give you the background. This actually took place. January 11, 2018, multiple officers from the Los Angeles Police Department fired at Mr. Dexter Hubbard White, a black male. Lawsuit said that White was unarmed, was shot multiple times by the defendants. He told the Los Angeles Times that he is still struggling physically. He is traumatized and suffering from anxiety years later. I can only imagine. The day the incident happened. Uh, Mr. White visited his music manager's residence in the city, but left after a verbal dispute, according to court records obtained by the Atlanta Black Star. Police responded to the scene after a 911 call and asked the manager if White had a knife. They reportedly told him no. Minutes later, when White returned, he returned to the area near 40th place and, Walt and Walton Avenue, he was approached by two cops. One being Aquino. Upon information and belief, Officer Quinata, realizing that White did not have a weapon and was not a danger to anyone, approached White. The lawsuit said, within seconds of the interaction, two other patrol vehicles arrived on the scene. Within seconds. Uh, including officers Sarmiento and Aquino. The officers exited their vehicles with guns already drawn and began shooting within less than five seconds of parking their vehicles. The lawsuit said that White, who was unarmed, was shot multiple times by the defendants. According to a 2018 press release from the department, White, quote, produced an object the officers believed was a handgun. End quote. He told the Los Angeles Times that he was still struggling physically as traumatized as anxiety years later, even putting on socks is hard, he reportedly said. The outlet reported that a federal jury awarded White 2.35 million in August because Officer Sarmiento violated his rights. So the attorney who represented White argued that he was not aggressive, did not threaten the officers during the confrontation, according to the report. Adding that his client was in fear after being met with officers holding their weapons. The incident has not only been difficult for him, but also for his children. They don't want him to leave home because they don't want anything to happen to him. His aunt told the times. They are also traumatized. Five years later, he finally received his settlement or his um, verdict. Now, this is the thing, his life is forever restricted, okay? Something as simple as putting on socks is difficult for him to do. Not even talking about, not even highlighting the mental dynamics and how extreme they are when you go through something like this. But let's look at what could have happened and what happens many times. Easily this man could be dead, Mr. White could be dead. He could be six feet under. And all of the officers put on that report, oh, well, I thought the cell phone was a gun. And guess what? According to the Supreme Court, that's enough. As long as the officers had a subjective, not objective, but subjective fear of their safety, they can kill you. End of story. And without Mr. White being alive, to tell his side of the story and to receive at least some level of justice. There is no civil suit filed. There is no money allocated. And there is complete justification for what these cops try to do. All right. Senator Thoughts here.
2: I mean he deserves more money, oh, first yeah. off, because when I think about the legal fees, minus all coming off of that two million, yep. and also Mr. White. So, you know, in the report, made it known that he was using the money to pay off his medical debt, which he shouldn't That's have it. to tell anybody why, what he's using the money for. But obviously, he has thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical debt. By the time he get done paying off all that, he really has nothing. Yeah. Definitely worth more than $2 million. The trauma that he is enduring will endure for the rest of his life, the trauma mm-hmm. of his family. And then, like, what, what really? I, I need somebody at that department to riddle me this. I mean, you come on a scene. And you start shooting within five seconds of being on the scene. Like you talk a lot about policy, you know, who is 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 that is that within the policy procedures of the department? It's just that alone. Not even giving the person the benefit of the doubt. There was already other officers on the scene. This just makes no sense. It reminds me of a uh, um, what was it a I might be mispronouncing his name, but it happened in New York. This was a very long time ago. And also more pointedly, it reminds me of what happened to Tamir, Tamir Rice in some case where the yep. law, law enforcement is at the playground playing yep. and they two seconds, less than two seconds of hitting the scene, took out the gun and killed that little boy. Yeah, and and I remember even the, the 911
0: operator was told by the person that called, it could be a toy.
2: Could be right? a toy, it's right? a little that, boy. That's yeah. right, it's
0: a child, could be a toy. Yeah, It was at a rec operator. center
2: too, I yeah. want to remind that's people right. who might not Know that story. And, you know, of course, somebody got an object and people nervous. The, the, the caller, I listened to the call, he was very calm about mm-hmm. it. And he said, Hey, I don't know, some people are scared, but it might be a toy. Yep. Supposed to give people the benefit of doubt, I thought. You don't come out with that's guns, right. blade, and didn't just start shooting people. I mean, that's, that's right. what I thought, Doc, but I, I might be wrong.
0: And that's the reason officers have tactical training, they have a vehicle to protect them, they have body gear to protect them. And they have opportunity to surveil the area before engagement. You have all of those tools for the sake of one thing, protecting the life of the innocent. And when you do not employ those tools, you should be held accountable, if not intentional, at least by way of negligence. Gross negligence is criminal as well. You should be held accountable through criminal penalty. That's my opinion. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We still got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. All right, I appreciate everyone for always joining the conversation, okay? Next, TYT reporter. I hope they lock his ass up and throw away the key. Where's your scoop? Uh, Dr. Rich, I'm not, a, I'm not religious. But this is my favorite Bible verse. Uh, that girl protecting her friend abides it. John 15, 13. Greater love. Mm-hmm. Huh. Greater love has no one than this to lay down their life for one's friend. That's right. Yeah. It's no greater love, no greater demonstration. Um, Miss C.B. Easley, um, she was beautiful, so sad, beautiful inside and out. Uh, Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, thank you for that. Uh, I'm actually standing at the spot in Croydon, where the girl was killed. Wow, it's 8.14 PM, the air is chilly. Dozens of people here right now uh, paying their respects. I still find it unbelievable. Uh, Thank you for being there. And uh, please express our sentiment from Indisputable to those who are mourning. Okay, thank you. Benjamin Morrow, uh, gifted one Indisputable. We appreciate that, Benjamin. And also, I don't get much, I don't got much. But the doctor is about the most amazing speaker. (laughs) I have ever listened to. Our Best way I can spread his words. Thank you, Senator, for being here today. And as always, doctor, thank you. No, thank you. Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron. We're all in this together. All right. We cannot be without you. Okay. Amen. All right. And snack underscore Panther gifted and indisputable membership. Thank you for that. And, yep, I agree. Dissident PM. This is why I toxic masculinity. That's right. That's right, that's a learned thing. We're not born with that mess. Masculinity is masculinity, toxic masculinity is different, okay? All right, and later underscore boomer 66, still wasn't enough, talking about the settlement, still wasn't enough to make up for the trauma he and his family has had to endure, have to still endure. And I missed the part of needing the money for the medical bills. That's right, medical bills. And then also, he has future medical bills. This is ongoing treatment he will receive for the rest of his life, rehabilitation, etc. Um, very sad. All right, Democrat Jasmine Crockett goes off during a GOP conversation. Here it is.
3: President of the United States has committed. But when we start talking about things that look like evidence, they wanna act like they blind. They don't know what this is. These are our national secrets, looks like in the to me. This looks like more evidence of our national secrets say on a stage at Mar-a-Lago. When we're talking about somebody that's committed high crimes, it's at least indictments. Let's say 32 counts related to unauthorized retention of national security secrets. Seven counts related to obstructing the investigation. Three false statements. One count of conspiracy to defraud the United States. Falsifying business records conspiracy to defraud the United States. Two counts related to efforts to obstruct the vote certification proceedings. One count of conspiracy to violate civil rights. 23 counts related to forgery or false document statements. Eight counts related to soliciting, and I could go on because he's got 91 counts pending right now. But I will tell you what the president has been guilty of. He has unfortunately been guilty of loving his child unconditionally. And that is the only evidence that they have brought forward and honestly. I hope and pray that my parents love me half as much as he loves his child. Until they find some evidence, we need to get back to the people's work, which means keeping this government open so that people don't go hungry in the streets of the United States, and I will yield.
0: Perfect timing. Put up the picture full of masks. I got some things to say here. Uh, first of all, madam, I appreciate your continued leadership. Representative Crockett presented a fact sheet from the Congressional Integrity Project detailing Trump's financial dealings with China. The representative said the GOP was too focused on Hunter Biden instead of allegations against Trump. Quote If they would continue to say, if or Hunter, and we're playing a drinking game, I would be drunk by now because I promise you, they have not talked about the subject of this, which would be the president. Crockett said, she said she found it disturbing that no one can point to a crime committed by the current president, Joe Biden. Even each of the expert witnesses called by Republicans to the hearing said there was no current crime, no evidence, not enough evidence to impeach Biden, their witnesses said this. Um, let's talk about the government shutdown, the, the looming, the reality of Matt Gates and the extremist of the Republican Party not getting their issue together. This is not about Democrat versus Republicans as it has been traditionally, right? Comes down to the wire. You got red versus blue left versus right. Not anymore. You literally have right versus right, conservative on conservative. They cannot figure out a pathway forward. Why? Because they lack leadership. They are feckless, they are cowards, they have no actual moral compass, no ideological floor. There is no purpose other than power and proximity to it. And so when you have that as your reality and your standard of how you politic, then You become as volatile as the wind, changing what you believe by the moment. Electing leaders who have no backbone as well. And here we are. Federal government is about to shut down. Here's the reality. The number one employer of black people in America is the federal government. So please understand. Who's being harmed the most by way of demographic? Who's being harmed the most when these things happen? Isn't it ironic that members of Congress during a shutdown, they still receive their paycheck. I have one proposal. Let's tie their money to their employees' money. And watch how the government never shuts down again. Senator, thoughts?
2: Yeah, their money in that public health care they're getting off the taxpayers' dime. That's right. Great public health care. They don't want universal health care. I digressed a little bit. Yeah, the representative went off there and they need to make the main thing, the main thing, and that is keeping the government open. All types of services, the everyday people that they claim that they care about, that they ran to serve. They only got one job and they can't even do that right. I mean, if they were on any other job, they would be, Fired, they wouldn't have a job. But this is just one job keep government running, and they just playing games. Like I, I want to list some of the things that are going to be at stake here: sixty-five thousand children will lose access to childcare. We got sixty thousand seniors that will not be able to get the nutritious meals that they get via Meals on Wheels. Just one example: two point one million women and children through the WIC program. Border and custom agents gone. You know, as you laid out, the furlough of federal employees. This is an example of absolute power, corrupting absolutely, and just people who don't give a damn. They just don't. This is all about them. It's not about the people they serve. No way, no how, because if it was, they wouldn't even put us in this situation. And the impact that it's going to have on the economy, there's going to be a ripple effect that's going to be felt. Some people are going to be directly impacted. All of us will be indirectly impacted. Sure. And this is nowhere, way, no way to govern. That's right. And
0: and the reality is also, um, these individuals making the decisions, they are in a bubble. Uh, They don't have authentic connections with folks that are adversely impacted. They may have some association, but if they had authentic connections, you got to think about this. uh, Who would make that kind of decision if they had uh, a socialized family life, personal life, and professional life where the people they know, love, and trust would be adversely impacted? The reason why they can make these decisions typically is because they live inside of a bubble where those individuals are not truly inside of that bubble with them. All right. This is an update, put her up full mask. 21 year old Tamir Taylor's body has been found. We actually brought the story to you. A few days ago, and we talked about how strange her friends were acting. We highlighted the inconsistencies in the stories that they gave and how the mother had an intuition about what happened to her daughter. The mother was correct. The daughter died. If you remember officials located, if you remember 21 year old Tamir Taylor's body, um, she's now. Uh, She's been found, she's declared dead, obviously. She um, was in the Mississippi River. In the original reporting, she was on a boat with friends. And then they said, no, she never made it on the boat. And somebody said, no, she was actually on the boat, for sure. And the company verified she was on the boat, okay? September 23rd, Fox 13, Memphis reported this. She mysteriously disappeared more than two weeks ago. After celebrating her birthday on a Memphis riverboat cruise in Memphis, Tennessee with her friend. When they docked after 1 a.m., her friends could not find her, according to WREG, all right? So remember that part of the story. Her friends could not find her when they docked. Her family reported her missing on September 10th, okay? And her mother, Deborah, told law enforcement that she last heard from her via text message about two hours before. She wondered why her daughter's friends did not wait for her. The only thing they told me was she went upstairs on the second floor to use the bathroom. She put her phone down on the table. We picked her phone up. We went and waited by the door for her to come out. And then we left. Why would you leave? That makes no sense. Y'all came together. Y'all stick together, Deborah told the news station. According to the report, Memphis Riverboat said, That Taylor did return to the dock that night. There were security cameras on the boat. But in a September 11th statement, the company said videos posted on social media show. She was last seen on the boat as the boat was pulling into the harbor. It would mean the world, even if we don't get anything but closure as to what happened. That would mean the world to me, a family. Deborah said, the mother said last week, per WREG. It was determined that her cause of death was drowning. A family told Fox 13 Memphis, but additional details were labeled as undetermined. Authorities believe there was no foul play involved. She's uh, uh, Taylor's mother uh, devastated. You have that type of hope that it's not your loved one. And you get the answer and it's a different type of feeling. Jasmine Ellis of Doc Ellis Foundation said, the outlet reported. So right now, uh, she's overwhelmed and naturally has the feelings a mother a mother would feel if they lost their daughter. Um, and, and I want to say this to uh, this whole narrative, this entire story, still a lot of unanswered questions. Now, I think the reason why the authorities are saying uh, they do not suspect foul play is because of some of the other uh, testimony that was provided. Some of the other uh, witness testimony that was provided, witness statements that they received, and basically, they were saying that everybody was really, really intoxicated. Um, and so, at this point, I do believe that an investigation should go all the way through before a conclusion is made. Um, and very sad that uh, we have to update the story with a dead body involved. All right, Jordan, thoughts?
5: Yeah, I think they should follow this case until the family has a complete story. Yeah. That's what anybody would want in that scenario. It's tragic. I mean, I wish. It would bring their daughter back or their sister or cousin or granddaughter. For everyone in that family, they, I'm sure they want closure. Just to say, oh, she was on the dock and that's it. Just feels a little bit weird. Like, yeah. okay, and then what? Just right. <laughs> follow, follow, follow this yeah. case. Just like this negligence and this kind of lackadaisical approach from police or investigators, it's sadly, quite frequently. And yeah. that leads generally to a distrust in the authorities or just apathy. Toward them, because when even down to small petty crimes, like oh, my phone got stolen. What? Why even bother calling the cops if not just to get the police report for the insurance? Like, what are they going to do about it? So, it just in general, I I think we would we would all be better off if these types of cases were treated equally.
0: I agree with you one hundred percent. And listen, there—if the cops exist for only one reason, let this be the one reason. All right, the loss of life or the potential loss of life. Okay. I got a question for you. What in the red state hell? You can take, you can Guns. take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie.
3: Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your
1: salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say, "Amen."
6: Let me ask you a little bit about immigration and whether you think immigration is a problem here in South Carolina? Well,
5: I mean, you know, immigration is just too many people coming into our state. Look at the traffic on the roads. And
6: is that, that's the fault of, of immigration pretty much? Yes. What's the most dangerous thing happening in the country right now?
0: That the kids are switching their gentle or their sexual things in, in like grade school and stuff like that.
6: Do you think that's a lot of people that are doing it? One's too many. So, yeah, I got to say, yeah. But one, you know, yeah. not even if the child, you know, has a say in it, you know, just whatever the parent says or whatever the school does. You know, what's the, the scariest thing happening in the country right
1: now? Uh, Letting all the immigrants come in. I think that uh, the wall should continues to be built. Uh, They're taking all the people's jobs. And that's my number one thing.
6: Even in South Carolina, 2,000 miles from any border?
1: Even so. You go to the uh, flea market in Somerville, nothing but Mexicans. Isn't
6: that exciting, though, in a way, too, because it's a, that's the American story?
1: That's not exciting to me. I think America should come first.
6: But many of them are Americans once the, you know, they have children here and they're generationally move on. Uh, what do you see as the biggest danger in America that nobody's talking about right now?
1: Mm. Everything. I, this is not, I don't want my child, grandchildren to be raised in the world where it's headed.
6: What's the biggest or the scariest thing that's happening in this country that no one's talking about right now? That's a really good question. I would say probably um, electric cars and holograms. That's very sh- that's something we all got to be prepared for. And uh, AI is f- scary, but it's not going anywhere. We got to learn how to live with it and learn how to deal with it. Is that something that you think Donald Trump would would uh, embrace as something that he would find scary as well? I think so. Um, I think he would embrace it, and he'd also take care of it somehow. He's- the man
0: said, "Electric car." I'm sorry, y'all, and holograms, sir. So um, there's so much to dissect here. I do want to highlight. Just one extreme reality. While individuals who support Trump continue to just echo the talking points of Sean Hannity. And say things like, they're taking all of our jobs. You do realize that it's actually automation. Automation takes way more jobs than anything else combined. And when automation is affixed into the workforce, automation, you know, when you go to a local store and there's no cashier, it's a machine, those jobs don't come back. They're gone forever. Automation takes more jobs than anything else. And here's the other reality while we can wax poetic about those who are in the country without documentation, please understand the same federal law that makes it illegal for them to work. Without documentation, makes it illegal for the company to hire them. But we never see the CEO, the COO, the hiring director, the HR manager. None of them are arrested. None of them are placed on the local news. Why is that? And over ninety percent of individuals that come here undocumented come here for one reason: employment. Which means there is an employer willing to hire. But in that tapestry. Of cause and effect. The only individuals are blamed are those who are trying to work to support their family. I'd be damned. Senator Thoughts.
2: Yeah, you're giving me flashbacks, Doc. When I was in Ohio Senate, um, my Republican mm. colleagues chose to introduce uh, legislation in, you know, in Ohio that would penalize uh, the, the, the the immigrant, the person coming in, the person trying to get the job. Your point about what about the employer? They had nothing in the bill about the employer, but only the individual trying to uh, seek employment. You know I went ham in in that committee over that. But again, the imbalance and putting a value on whose life and livelihood is worth more instead of going to the source. The source is in fact the employer, if it's illegal, it's illegal. So the employer should bear the greatest amount of culpability and not necessarily the individual, not not have the greatest culpability, but yeah, Doc. Yep. Yep. And that's
0: and that's the the cause and effect relationship between lies and influence, right? Yes. Lies and influence. Okay. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right. Welcome back. Let me read some of these amazing comments. All right. Uh mm-hmm. right. Yep. Next TYT reporter. While I love her speech, it was passionate and very true. But the reality is they're failing. There are people starving on the streets of the United States right now. Do a better job. That's right. I agree. Yep. Collectively. Um and uh <laughs> to the <laughs> to the what direct the they have crack race souffle. Hmm, got it. Yeah. And uh egg, Um uh, this is why this is why siblings should not mate with each other. I I didn't say that. That's what Robins Egg said. Okay, I'm just I'm just reading. Uh, and, snack underscore Panther. Don't worry about holograms. <laughs> I love snack Panther. Go ahead, yeah. Duck. I'm sorry. Right. Don't worry about holograms. Stay away from the grams of cold you'll obviously do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snack Panther, good. I miss you, oh, Snack Panther. Man. Oh, man, oh, man, Okay, all right. So listen, and on the serious note, we actually have breaking news. Let's put it up for a mask. Hell of a thing has just happened, ladies and gentlemen. Um, law enforcement has informed NBC News that Dwayne Keith Davis, 60 years of age, has been charged in in a crime or crimes related to the death of Tupac Shakur. Uh, he is also known as Keefe D, Los Angeles, excuse me, Las Vegas Metro Police Department Sheriff Kevin McMahon, Mahil and Clark County DA Steve Wolfson scheduled a 3.30 PM news conference to discuss an arrest being made in the murder of Tupac. That's according to a police statement. Um, If you recall, uh, Tupac, legendary, legendary, hip hop figure, entertainer, humanitarian advocate, uh, emerging actor, uh, was fatally shot in a drive-by shooting September 7th, 1996. I remember that day like it was yesterday. Um, This was in Las Vegas. He died on September 13th. Of the four people thought to be in the car that attacked Shakur Davis, is the last known um, survivor, okay? Orlando Anderson, Davis's nephew, has been suspected of pulling the trigger. Anderson was killed in a 1998 gang shooting in Los Angeles. Police served a search warrant on Davis at his home near Las Vegas on July 17th. We brought you that when it happened, looking for laptops and other electronic devices in connection with the decades-long investigation. Uh, So this obviously will have a lot of twists and turns. Evidence has not been um, proclaimed to the public as far as what they have found. Um, But it is going to be, well, a very interesting story if after all these years they found evidence finally of the actual um, death of Tupac who did it, how it was done and carried out. Now, let us not forget, A lot of, uh, let's say, entanglement um, came out about the affiliation that many of the members had with law enforcement. Um, I'm waiting for that narrative to unfold as well, because we know good and damn well that many of them were working uh, for death row records at that time um, and being police officers at the same time. And that's a fact, all right? All right, Senator, thoughts here?
2: Yeah, 27 years, Doc, a very yeah. long time. And I know that the, 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 t- the Secure family, Tupac's family, you know, this has been gut-wrenching for them to oh, want to yeah. know all this time who actually was responsible uh, for the death of Tupac. So we'll be talking about this for a very long time. And you're right, we only know, this is only scratching the surface of what is going to be revealed as time goes on.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I often think about You know, age creates maturity. Uh, But even in his young age, he was so prolific and would often come against his own establishment. He would often talk truth to power inside of the arena of hip hop and discuss how there's this significant manipulation of artists and artistry. Uh, And he was not afraid to speak to the powerful in ways that he felt was necessary. Very Um, much
2: ahead of his time, Doc. I used to quote him. I used to quote him on the floor of the Senate you yeah, know, come on, all man. the time. I mean, he is the ultimate yeah. urban poet, if you will. Yes. Just a totally gifted young man taken from us way too soon.
0: Way too soon, way too soon. Always a pleasure, Senator, to have you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, you. Check out your great work.
2: At Nina Turner on Twitter and Nina Turner Ohio on uh, Instagram.
0: We appreciate all you do.
2: Yeah, back at you, Doc.
0: Thank you. All right. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.